Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Vicky Patterson, The Secret. To- I've got the name of my podcast there. Is that, <laughs> is that the name of my podcast? Vicky Patterson, The Secret, too. What if. I hope so. That is Let's come on something else. What else are we doing? <laughs> I've, I've totally lost my head. Um, hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two of Vicky Potters in the Secret 2. I'm joined by <laughs> lovely Sean Welby. Keep, do you know what? You are keeping me right today, mate. I'm on. Honestly, let me just totally level with you because I feel like Go we've got on. a good report going on. I'm on me period, right? And I know that's going to be a lot for people listening. So I'm sorry, but if you follow me on Instagram, you're used to hearing me whinge about all of my fluids. So this will be no surprise to anybody. But Jesus Christ, Sean, right? Like when, right, in my 20s, periods were, yes, a bit painful. Yes, uncomfortable. Ugh, I don't like tampons, right? Periods in my 30s are an ordeal. Like they're such an event, mate. Like for a whole week leading up to the, to the fact, I am clumsier. <laughs> I'm I'm more tired. I'm more scatterbrained. I have no energy. Like I'm so lethargic. I have zero enthusiasm for life itself. I'm just such a mess. And now this this fun little tidbit that it's just that my that mother nature has added very recently. I can't find the words I want. Like I, I swear to God, mate, I can't articulate myself correctly. So I'm just like sitting there, like I know the word I want to say. It's like. Period dementia. Period dementia. Yeah. Pe- I yeah. suffer. Do you? Oh my God, it's so nice. I feel like I've got a kindred spirit. It is absolute torture. And heaven forbid a podcast falls on the day when Anne Flo comes in town. I'm a fucking mess. And I just felt like, you know what? I could try and re-record that, but I'd only do it again. So I'm standing by it, mate. Vicky Stand Patterson. By it. Yeah. Vicky Patterson, proud woman on a period, can't even remember the name of her own podcast. There we go. You know, right, just quickly, seriously, somebody somebody has done something recently, this woman, saying how you should plan your business and your, like, anything you do around your period. Because yeah. exactly what, she was basically saying, like, never do a big business deal on the yeah. week you're on your period, because you just won't. And I've never really thought about it, but it, it does send you loopy, doesn't it? It sends you mad. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, Sean. Like, worse and worse as I get older, like, got to be honest but yeah you're so right like my life coach and like again like I'm sorry if I'm boring anybody but he always says to us like you have times of the day even where and this is not period related this is just an average day where you're just more um and I can't find the word I want as if on cue as if on cue it means like when you do the stuff you want to do with your day like you're not productive that's the word Sean be my brain today yes thank you so yeah, you have slots in the day where you're just not as productive and you yeah. should like almost keep a bit of a journal and a diary and say like, all oh, right, between like 
between eight and ten, I'm fucking flying. So yeah. proactive, nothing can stop me. So that's when I whack in me big calls. That's when I do me important meetings. That's when I do my pitches. I don't know what job I've got in my head. I'm <laughs> You're clearly Alan Sugar. I'm an inventor, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, and then like you have these lulls, and for me, like obviously they, they tend to be post meal times. So don't put anything like fancy schmancy and big in when you're having your little carb coma and stuff. So I suppose it's what this lady is proposing is like an extension of that. Just yeah. Plan around your periods, which I don't think's a bad idea, mate. Because look at us, yeah, you're having to act as my fucking mouthpiece. <laughs> <laughs> what an honour it's been. I'm putting that on my CV. I tell you, <laughs> a couple more fucks, son. You're having the job. <laughs> oh, Sean, thank you so much for being patient with me today, pet. It really is a proper pleasure. Um, I always get nervous when I have like someone like you on because I think, God, she's got like she's on cattle breakfast show. They've got like so many millions of listeners. She's gonna think, who is this tiny crazy woman, and what am oh. I doing? <laughs> but you, you've been so nice. Do you love being a radio host? Oh, mate, I love it. And mm. by the way, you are. Fucking brilliant at what you do, by the way. There isn't. You should never feel like that. You you are made to be in the entertainment business. There is no question about that. Um, but yeah, pr- probably exactly how you feel when you're doing all the stuff that you do. I wake up. I love the job. I feel very lucky to do what was almost like a dream. Yeah. It was my dream job, and I feel very lucky that I am doing it. You'd have to, mate, to get up at that time in the morning. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? I sometimes I set alarms on my phone. And, like I had a, I myself had a four thirty a.m. start the other week. I did. Um, Ian Sterling's got a new show coming out, and I was a guest on it. Yeah. Um, and when the alarm went off at four thirty, I had to caption it. Remember, you fucking love what you do. That sounds <laughs> good. <laughs> because otherwise, I would have been like, "Fuck you, Ian Sterling. I'm not getting up. This is crazy." <laughs> Do you know what my alarm is? Stop yes. snoozing, you silly bitch. <laughs> I have to do it. Otherwise, if I get to a point where I keep snoozing, that's it, I'm gone. Yeah. Snoo- that snooze button is dangerous, girl. It's so dangerous. Um, all right, so you work with Sunny J and Roman. So you and the two boys, is has how have you found being the only girl? Do you love it? Is it like a big brothery vibe? Do they ever get on your tits? I want all the inside goss, Sean. Do you know what? They, there's definitely like brother vibe. Like when I first met them instantly, they felt like my kind of lad mates from school, lad mates yeah. from home. We definitely all clicked and all got on. And I can't really say a bad word about them because they make me yes. fucking howl. Like, I'm <laughs> crying with laughter every single day. I mean, apart from the, the room absolutely stinks of boys and... Wet, and farts. Farts. Well, and... I'm not surprised we're roaming on them brand snakes <laughs> all the time. He wants to watch his intake. Lass, it's dangerous. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm not a dietitian, but even I That sounds mental. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the room has quite often got some sort of green haze. I feel sorry for people coming in, actually, because we get used to it. It's like, I reckon opening that studio door is like when that poor pilot opens up the door after a long-haul flight. The yeah. smell must be disgusting. But I've got kind foist. of used to that. Yeah, foist. Bit of a foist in the air. But yeah, I've got used to the smell. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm getting grown quite accustomed to it. And yeah, I just... I don't even know. We, there's so much stuff that we laugh about that we could never, ever say on Breakfast Radio. And we, we have such a laugh in between the songs. 
But sometimes by the time it comes to the link, one of us has gone. And the, <laughs> and, and the worst thing is if we've been pissing about and laughing at something ridiculous and we've not really had our eye on the ball and then the next thing we're doing might be a big serious charity piece and it's like oh god no i can't look at (laughs) sunny is the worst at corpsing i have to sometimes i have to do this he has to go under the desk because otherwise (laughs) roman will get put off and we have to all hide and somehow roman keeps it together i don't know how he doesn't laugh but he can professional yeah he can get back in the zone whereas me and sunny are just gone it's terrible. It's them. Sh- it's them. Showbiz jeans are Roman's, though, isn't it? Yeah, like, he's it. from good stock. Yeah. Every time I s- every time yeah. I say Roman, I ask him how his dad is. Yeah, he's, he fucking hates it. I, think- I absolutely love his dad, and he's always like, Vic. I swear, he's like, all you ever do is ask about me, dad. I was like, I know. Sorry, I'm so fucking fit. I, I feel sorry for him because I think every date he's ever been on, the fancy his yeah. dad. It's like, imagine that. How awkward that is. Bless him. Do you know what? My mom's actually a lovely bit of kit, and I've had like more than more than like one fella be like, "God, if you look half as good as your mom when you're her age, like I'll happily stay with you." And I think, I think there's a compliment in there somewhere, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not sure I'm loving it. Um, but yes, I'm going out with like Roman must get it. 10 times as worse because oh. his dad is an absolute stud. Yeah, and he's just such a nice man. He must be the most liked man in Britain. Do you know what? I promised myself I wasn't going to do this. I promised myself I was not going to get Sean Welby on and just talk to her about Roman <laughs> Kemp's dad. And here I am again. I'm moving on. Let's not do this. He's had too much airtime. Everyone knows how much I fancy him. It's creepy. Oh, I love it. Um, right, so... Do you think your amazing chemistry with the lads and just that really like natural, easygoing friendship you've got is why the show is such a big success? Because it is. I think, if, do you know what feels really nice? I joined during lockdown and it was a weird time. And I genuinely think a lot of people turn to podcasts and radio because it's company, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And um, I feel really lucky that we got, I think we did get a load of new people join us at a time when I was new. So it was nice for them to get to know me and I felt like part of the team quite quick because because we spent that's they were the only guys I saw at one point like they, they were the only people I saw <laughs> and it was um, your lockdown family <laughs> yeah no it really was I think we bonded even quicker because of lockdown because we had to spend a lot of time in that room together um, yeah. it wasn't like we were off doing different things you know remember like last year Roman would have been in the jungle and or the year before sorry and so it was a bit more like intense. But we, it meant that we bonded really quick. And I think then the laughter and the jokes are all so genuine. Yeah. People, people know when you're bullshitting and they know when you're fake laughing and they know when it's forced fun. And I think we're so lucky that we do all have the same sense of humour. And if one of us is feeling a bit flat or tired, the other two can bring that person back up. So it is yeah. a, it's a real teamwork game. And genuinely, I feel like the way that us three work is so, it's just one of those little moments where it's all clicked. Yeah, it has, and it feels natural and organic. And you're right, like, you can't fool people. They're savvy. That's what, and, and people just like to listen to you because you're natural and nice. I completely get it, mate. Um, who, so you, at Capital, you just get some pretty incredible guests. And you must have interviewed some pretty amazing people. Who's been your favourite person you've interviewed so far? God, it's so hard, isn't it? Because I feel like sometimes I find it quite surreal to think that these I have met so many random people and it's and you will have done the same. It almost becomes a bit too normal. Yeah. And then you've almost taken it for granted, haven't you? 
No, I know what you mean. It, you can easily fall into a routine of taking these amazing things or meeting these fabulous people for granted. But I think lockdown's been a real leveler for that. Like, I will never... I know I've been whinging about early starts and, and, and jobs and stuff, but I'm kidding. Like, I do think I'll never take a job for granted or, like, an opportunity for granted again. Like, I do feel very grateful. So, yeah, so th- for me, that that's really mixed things up. But I suppose for you, it's not stopped. So you do have to be careful, don't you? Yeah, and, and I think what I took for granted is having those big stars literally sat in the room with you. Like, yeah. and I was... Sometimes when I was on Heart, for example, or my you know my show in the evenings, I literally it was just me and them in the room, and I had I had like half an hour sometimes with them. Other times you are literally pushing it seven minutes or it's like go go yeah. go. But I've forgotten how lucky it was that you know I I could get Pink to try British weird food, and I I am electrocuted Chris Pratt, and I think I did all this stuff, and I was physically touching everybody and hugging them and kissing, yeah. and, you know, I got Charlie Puth to shave my eyebrow, and now I take that for granted, because everything that I've done since has been on a Zoom like this. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like, I, I do miss that, like, not even talking about from like a work perspective, like meeting amazing people. Like, by the way, I don't know what I'd do if I met Pink. I think I'd absolutely lose my oh, shit. Oh, she was the best. She was my fave. Was she? Oh, was she? Oh, yeah, I knew she would be. It's just what a badass bitch, man. Such girl power vibes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just miss humans in general, Sean. I really do. Like, I, I'm going to go on like a hugicidal rampage when this is over. <laughs> yes. No, nobody's going to be safe from these great big arms. Like, <laughs> I am going to be like Mr. Tickle and I'm going to hug everybody whether they want it or not because I do, I miss human interaction and, and intimacy, like friendship, all the rest of it. So, so much so, like Zoom's just, I think it's worn a bit thin, hasn't it, the Zoom hype? I just think we've all realised that we are social creatures yeah. and I, I definitely am. I don't like being alone and I love a hug and I love I love being able to grab someone's arm when I'm laughing and I love being able, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm one of those hands-on people and I feel very rude almost at the moment that I'm not saying hello to people properly and I'm in photographs looking like Madame Tussauds next to Roman and Sonny. We've never been able to have a photo even together in the same... It's mental. We're on posters and billboards and we're in different rooms when it's taken. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man. I feel so sorry for you yeah like honestly speaking as a tactile person like it just feels so unnatural not being able to and I am really looking forward to being my handsy freaky self when Same. this is all over <laughs> Sims. right I've got to ask what was your hardest interview don't say this one it's only because I'm on my period <laughs> <laughs> don't say this one <laughs> any other one you can say <laughs> No, this one's been amazing. Uh, hardest. Yeah. Let me just think. Let me think. I remember years ago, I, I was on a red carpet and it was some of my early presenting was literally red carpet premieres, just sticking the mic out and, and trying to get the celeb. And I remember Daniel Craig. It, he, oh, he's well renowned to be a bit of a belly. Oh, he was just in a oh. really bad mood. And oh. the, but I was so I, I psyched myself up and I'd done so much prep because I was so nervous. Uh-huh. And the yeah. guy in front of me totally fucked it up for me because he got him in a foul mood. Um, no. It was the Tintin premiere, right? So I don't think Daniel Craig was as... I, I can't say that he wasn't as proud of it because that's me talking on his behalf. But he didn't seem as maybe as enthused to be on that red carpet 
as an animated dog or whatever he was, right? I can't believe you've just mugged Tintin off like that. <laughs> Do you know what though, right? In Tintin's defence, which is a sentence I never thought I'd say, um, he, I think he's... So I, he got really upset about being Bond, didn't he? Like yeah. he's never looked happy about being Bond either. And I'm like, mate, that is the coolest job in the world. Like 007, licensed to like kill and shag loads of birds. Like surely you should be over the moon. But no, he still looks really angry about that. So I don't think we can blame Tintin. He's quiff or his little dog. It's actually just Daniel Craig is a bit sassy. <laughs> and that is okay to say. It's okay to say, yeah, you probably can't say it on Cat Love, but you can say it here. Also, can I just say, on the next poster, I want license to kill and shag birds. <laughs> that I should just, be the new tagline. I should be getting paid, shouldn't I? You that, should. Tell, oh, honestly, who wouldn't want to watch that? Um, so no, go on, tell me. So the fellow before, you fucked it. So the guy before... So basically, actually, Tintin is a Spielberg movie, so to give it that due, right? Yeah. And so he's the guy next to me went, oh, Daniel, you must be over the moon finally getting to work with Spielberg, right? And his face dropped. And he went, you know what? This is what I hate about reporters when you don't <gasps> do your homework like this. And no! Took, now, because I'd done my Wikipedia search, I knew that he'd, he'd already done a Spielberg movie. In, think, in fact, I think he might have worked with him twice. So this guy saying, finally, you're working with him, it pissed him off. And he went, you know what, mate? Do your homework, do your research. And come. <gasps> you know, he, was, he was livid. Oh, and he came God. to me, and I was like early 20s. I must have been 23. I was so... I was bricking up sweating and so i just thought i've just got a crack a joke and i just went so daniel craig what's it like to finally work with steven spielberg (laughs) (laughs) thank god he laughed thank god he just laughed and then i could ask my questions and it like oh but he was so angry yeah mate honestly like i don't know you that was fast thinking on your feet there girl because I would have probably just cried. Like, I would have been so nervous after that. Hey, God. But that is that is big. I can always remember, right, MTV putting me on the red carpet. It was to celebrate the start, of the launch of X on the Beach. So yeah. they whacked me on the red carpet um, and so many things went wrong on the way there for my first big presenting job. For starters, I'd had this dress made um, and like the woman lived in Liverpool. So like the f- getting fitted was really difficult, but I'd gone up a week before. She took all my measurements. Everything was going to be fine. Well, I put it on on the night and my tit just fell out the top. Oh no. So, no. Yeah, honestly, like it was quite low cut. It was red. It was dead sexy. Like I looked like that little emoji. And honestly, the minute I put on, my tit just fell out. So there was no way I could get it to stay in. It was like the way the dress was. It was as if it was deliberately designed to have me left breast hanging out so I was like well what am I going to do so we zip, zip a leather jacket up over oh. the top of this beautiful red dress on the NTA's red carpet so I was mortified because of all the palaver and hoopla trying to like fix this dress and come up with a solution I was then running late stuck in traffic getting from like central London to the O2 on NTA's night Oh, it's, you can't get there for love now, money. No. So I was an hour and a half late. I'd missed oh. loads of people. I know MTV were fuming. The last <laughs> who was looking after us was fuming. I was so <laughs> nervous. That I thought, I've missed everybody. Like, this is just going to be a disaster. Anyway, Chris Jenner arrived late. <gasps> I oh. know. I know. And I thought, yes, there is a God. So I was so nervous 
so full of anxiety, so desperate to not let everyone down after the disaster that it had been so far. I just ran over to her and got clothes lined up for security. <laughs> somewhere of that oh. you've probably got it somewhere I was like Chris Chris <laughs> and you're looking like a crazed fan in your weird leather yeah. jacket looking like half that little Spa- Spanish lady emoji and half a like like a biker chick just like hurtling towards one of the most recognisable women in the world like Chris Jenna and honestly I just felt this giant forearm come out and it was like stay back and honestly I just <laughs> fucking fell it was awful and I was still like holding my little ex on the beach mic and being like Chris Chris and she just and she just walked up <laughs> tell me about one of your exes Chris it was awful it was oh, the worst it. So, yeah, I mean, we've all been there. We've all had a stinker on the red carpet. <laughs> oh, mate, I've, honestly, like, the more you say, I've had so many. Like, I've had stuff like when I remember <laughs> I said yes to doing the red carpet for the Harry Potter 10-year premiere. I'd only watched two of them. Schoolboy <laughs> error. For starters, you're a disgrace. So, yeah, you're a disgrace. No, I've since watched them. I have since watched them all. But at this point, I've seen two, right? Out of order as well. I didn't know which ones I'd seen. What is so wrong I'm, with you? You're a psychopath who watches them in the wrong order? Sean. <laughs> Criminal. <laughs> so, so I was there on the red carpet and I mm. honestly didn't know who was in it and who was a guest. I had to try and guess if they acted in it or if they were just there to see it. It were you was trying, a nightmare. Were you just trying to spot the real wizards? <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? Oh, so embarrassing. Schoolboy error. But like, you made up for it with the Daniel Craig thing. He's a yeah. tough nut to crack, isn't yeah, he? It sounds yeah. like he was putty in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> um, I wonder before I let you go, Sean. Like you've just been so lovely to talk to. Oh. Um, here on Vicky Potters and the Secret Two, we always ask our lovely guests to impart a couple words of wisdom. And listening to you talk, like it's so obvious to me, you've had real faith in your journey and took some leaps of faith and trusted you were making the right decision and it's so paid off for you it's so lovely to see like how the how you you love your job now you're definitely in the right place for you and i think there'll be a lot of people out there who feel a bit insecure and and a bit scared about having that faith so i want to know what is your secret to trusting in the universe i think it really is just believing that whatever it is that you're after, you will get there. And it's almost understanding that it won't ever happen in the order or time that you want it to. So you might expect the unexpected. Yeah, I think like, honestly, you have to learn to be as patient as fuck. Like, I can't even, that's the only way I can put it. You just 
you've got to learn to like even if you are ambitious you've got to learn to be patient because the second you start getting impatient you make really bad decisions and you start doing things that you think will quick fire you somewhere yeah not normally i got so excited because i was like yes everything you're saying is so right yeah like you do once you start once you deviate from that path or you get impatient and you start to make those really rash decisions that's when things start to go wrong. You have to have that faith. You do. And you know what? It, it, it applies to any job. I mean, it's, you know, so many industries are so difficult to get to the top and, or to get to that dream position. And I've, I've seen it happen to mates or boyfriends or whatever, where they've gone, oh, I went for this job and I didn't get it. Or I went for this promotion. They didn't offer me this, but they gave me that. And I always go, you know what? You weren't supposed to get it. Like, just yeah. trust that you weren't ready for that yet. And and sometimes, I don't know about you, but even even down to meetings or it's always that thing you least can be bothered to do or or the, the job interview you're dreading the most and you could just cancel it. They're mm-hmm. the ones that weirdly always pan out to move you to the next step. And it might not be the way you thought. Uh, who'd have thought you would get into radio via weather? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. But it is possible. You just have to trust that you you can't get what you want straight away. And you, you just have to, like, find your way. Do it on your own time. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. Because some people will leapfrog you, won't they? And, and mm-hmm. you can... I think it's okay to feel a bit jealous, but you've got to learn to let go of it and feel happy for people and go, you know what? Good for them because there'll be people wanting the job I've currently got and, I, and I've got to be, you know, proud of where, where you are at the moment. Yeah. And then maybe your time comes two, three years later, but it, it all comes there in the end, I think. It's so right. Like, yes, it is so right. And as well, it's not just like career and stuff as well. Like, I remember certain moments in my life where I've thought, why is this happening to me? Like, I mm-hmm. was, like, you know what I mean? Like, you've really, whether it's like a relationship breakdown whether it's a loss of a job like maybe it's a fallout with a friend whatever it is you often think in the heat of the moment like oh my god you never you can't you can't take a step back from it and sort of say I know why this is happening this is the universe in the heat of the moment we're all so close to it it's like you're just upset aren't you yeah but you know years later you look back on those things and you realize I wasn't meant to have that job or I wasn't meant to be with that person yeah. And like, isn't it funny how things fall apart so they can come back together the right way? A hundred percent. And and I always remember um, hearing Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves, the actor, say you should always be grateful for your exes. And I get what he means. Like those people were right for you at the time and they got you, you know, they're part of your journey. Yeah. You don't you don't have to. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you probably are allowed to fucking hate your ex, depending yeah, on what's Keanu, happened. Keanu didn't fucking meet mine, though, did he? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It was a rocky breakup or if, if yeah. something really horrible came of stuff, you definitely learn, you get stronger, you don't make the same mistakes or you know who you are more. So I do think even the lows in life um, are those things that like, t- you learn something, don't you? So it's kind of, tr- it's hard at the time, but in reflection, you know, now I'm in my 30s, I can look back and think, yeah, I wasn't supposed to do that job yet. And I'm glad I didn't do that first because I might have... I might have been not ready for it, messed yeah. it up and blown my chance. Yeah. Oh, no, you're still right. There's that saying, isn't there? And it's like, it's valleys will teach you stuff that mountaintops never will. Yeah. And it's so easy to just fly high and have a really nice time and not have any struggles. But you're not growing as a person. Like, you're not, 
showing yourself what you're made of. You're not becoming stronger. You're not also learning things like compassion and kindness. And ultimately, if you're on the mountaintop an awful lot, you can become a bit of an arsehole. Yeah. So, so no, I totally agree with everything you said. And trusting in the universe, Sean, has really worked for you. And honestly, I just hope it keeps doing so because this has been lovely and you're such a nice oh. person. Well, absolutely. Same to you. And I think it's, you know, it's just so nice to actually speak to other humans that aren't Roman and Sunny. So thank <laughs> you for that. No, you're welcome. Before I let you go, I do have to ask, Sonny's just absolutely smashed Dancing on Ice. Roman, of course, was a legend in I'm a Celeb a couple of years ago. Am I going to see you on a big reality TV show soon? And if so, what would be your dream one? Oh, God. Do you know what? I am so game for anything, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I mean, I, although I am a shit dancer, so I don't know how I would do on Strictly. I, I'm honestly <laughs> the clumsiest person who thinks they can dance at 3am. I'm that person. But that's who we want to see on Strictly, Sean. <laughs> that's who we want to see. I'll be the one that she dragged around the floor, the joke act. The Ed Balls. Yeah, the Ed Balls. I loved loved Ed so much. I would happily have you be the Ed. Yeah, I don't know. We always joke about it because, yeah, the boys have done theirs and and they're always like, come on, Sean, what are you on next? And I'm a bit like, I don't know what's left. I'll end up (laughs) on the... You greedy bastards. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're on Homes Under the Hammer. That's all right. Uh, great. It'll be something like, Sean will be on the farms on ice for yeah. Stand Up to Cancer. <laughs> the jump on a pig <laughs> whilst baking an omelette. Yeah. Oh, my God. We should make the ultimate show. There's all of them. Just the, like almost like the, and it could be like the Hunger Games of all reality TV shows. You literally fight to the death. I've taken it too far. I think it's the period. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would, I would watch that if someone was like trying to make a souffle while skiing. I'm watching. Oh, who's not watching that though, hun? But also, they do have to be eating a bug at the same time. Or drinking kangaroo penis. Yes, that's perfect. I think okay. we've got a bit of a formula here. We should just get it, get it into writing, and then, uh, and then go we've, we've, nailed, we've nailed it. Roman's in with ITV. Let's just get him to give it to a big wig. We've smashed it, mate. We're going to retire. So it's dancing. What would it be called? I'm a ce- I'm a celebrity on ice. Bake off. I'm a celebrity on ice. Bake off. The great uh, British. I'm a celebrity on ice. Bake off. Yeah. The great British. <laughs> I'm a celebrity on ice, bake off. Oh no, there's the strictly British. <laughs> there's gotta be some dancing in there as well. We'll line it out. We'll line it out. We'll, we'll work on it, guys. Um, and we'll say goodbye to you as well. Thank you so much for joining me, Sean. You're an angel. <laughs> oh, mate, thank you so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. That was the lovely Sean Welby. Oh, God. Honestly, just feel so lucky that I get to chat to so many gorgeous people that I wouldn't have spoke to if it wasn't for this podcast so I'm feeling very grateful I hope you guys love that if you are enjoying the series Vicky Patterson's Secret 2 then please 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 leave a review only a nice one if you've got anything nasty to say just fuck off I can't take it I've got a sensitive disposition um tell your mates about it <laughs> Send her an email, vickypattersonpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, just by word of mouth, make our lovely little podcast grow. Have a great week, guys. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. 
Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.